the NFL is dropping it like it's hot. Schedule release for, to, for the 2022 season is happening um, at this moment on NFL Network. Um, thanks for joining so far. My name is Safa Dean. I'm jo- joined by Tyler Dragon. And we're NFL Insiders USA Today Sports Plus. Uh, Tyler, this is, it, it's so funny, and I can't wait to talk to JB about this, so I'll try to save this this uh, note I'm going to say here about the schedule and how they turned this into a huge spectacle. But um, it's incredible to see, man. Like, you know, everybody just craves football every time of the year. Uh, you know, it doesn't matter what it is, from the draft to free agency to just as something as simple as the schedule coming out where, the NFL has uh, everybody's attention, and it creates so much anticipation for the league. Yeah, it's crazy because fans already know the opponents months in advance. We just don't know. Nobody knows just the dates, and it still gets this much hype, this much attention around this date because now everybody gets to just finalize their schedule and make travel arrangements. I mean, let's face it, fans cannot wait for this moment because they get to decide when and where they're going and, you know, just make travel plans with their family. So it's an exciting time around all of the NFL and just sports fans in general. Yeah, everybody's trying to figure out when they're going to plan their Vegas trip. You know <laughs> so when are you going to come out here? I mean, you cover the Dolphins a lot. The Dolphins are going to be in my neck of the woods, I think, a couple times this year. I know they play the Chargers and so fine. We got to get you out there. I'm saying, I'm, I'm hoping some other people are here listening to this. <laughs> make that happen. I appreciate, I appreciate that, too. I would love to. <laughs> but, yeah, I guess uh, we're going to wait for JB to join in with us. But, um, you know, he already put out um, the opening game of the season, which is going to be the Buffalo Bills at the Rams at SoFi Stadium. Thursday night football, um, an incredible matchup when you think about it because you got obviously the Rams, defending champions. We're going to see if Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup and Aaron Donald and if Jalen Ramsey has his head back ever after T. Higgins ripped off in the Super Bowl. <laughs> um, you know, against, against Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills, a team that's been just knocking at the door the last couple of years, um, you know, since his third season and um, a great matchup just to start everything off. Yeah, I mean, I cannot wait for that matchup. Um, you know, obviously it's the first game of the season, but this is potentially a Super Bowl preview. Everybody, uh, a lot of people think the uh, Bills will reach the Super Bowl just because how they ended the season last year. And they, you know, restocked their roster. They have a really good team coming in with Josh Allen and those boys. And then what could I say about the L.A. Rams? I mean, Aaron Donald, in my opinion, the best player in all of football. They um, have retooled as well. Bobby Wagner at middle linebacker. I mean, the rich got richer this offseason. I'm glad you caught back on there because I missed you for a second. Oh, you missed? And I started talking. I didn't want you to feel like I was starting. I was talking over <laughs> you. So. No, we're good. We're good. Oh, my, my. <laughs> but like I meant, like you mentioned too. Go ahead. My uh, internet connection might be a little bit iffy because I have so many things going on right now. So I'm sorry if I'm a little <laughs> bit choppy. But go ahead, stop it. You're, you're lucky that uh, producer Emily Zasoni is a listener right now. She can't, you know, chime in and. And let us know and make fun of her Wi-Fi. Oh yet. Lord, yeah, she she'll let me have it soon. Yeah, Tyler, I think we're we're in for just an amazing NFL season, just because of all the turnover that we saw. 
you know, just that happened in free agency and, and, and with the trades and things like that alone, you know, we talk about, you know, Tyreek Hill going to the Miami Dolphins and, and Devontae Adams going to the Las Vegas Raiders, J.C. Jackson and Khalil Mack going to the Chargers to help out Justin Herbert's defense. You know, we talk about the people that, uh, you know, the how, how are Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs going to look without Tyreek Hill? Uh, you know, we talk about Vaughn Miller going to the Bills mm-hmm. to help out Josh Allen on defense there. Um, poor Aaron Rodgers doesn't have anybody to throw to, but he's got a good <laughs> group of running backs and uh, and a replenished defense that should help him out there too. But um, which team, I guess, Tyler? You know, which team do you think is going to be? Um, are you most excited to kind of see them put their pieces together next season? I'll answer that right after you. Oh man, th- there are a couple. Let me start off with the AFC. Of course, I am interested to see how this new look Chargers team uh, performs. They revamped their defense. Uh, You mentioned Khalil Mack, uh, JC Jackson, Sebastian Joseph Day. So, you know, they had the worst third down defense last year. They were terrible against the run. And now they just, you know, got a lot of talent in to upgrade that defensive side of the football. And then we all talk about how good Justin Herbert is, at least me a lot of <laughs> starter in the Pro Bowl, but he has not been in the playoffs in his career yet. He's entering his third season. So I really want to see what this team uh, does because they have uh, high expectations uh, in L.A. And their neighbors just won the Super Bowl. See what they do, as well as the Las Vegas Raiders signing, uh, trading for Devontae Adams. I mean, there's a lot of expectations with that. Um, reunite with his former Fresno State teammate and Derek Carr. So those are two exciting teams on the West Coast that I'm really uh, excited for. And then you mentioned uh, it as well. Let me go over to the NFC. Uh, how is Aaron Rodgers going to um, rebound and adjust not having Devontae Adams, who many believe is the best receiver in all of football? Are the Packers still a Super Bowl favorite? Uh, I mean, they did do a good job of upgrading their defense, but their offense, I believe, took a step back. So Aaron Rodgers, he's going to maybe have to play some hero ball um, week in and week out. And then what can I say? Tom Brady. He's going to be, what, 45 uh, when the season starts? (laughs) I mean, how much longer can this man go? Um, I'm interested to see how he performs week in and week out because father time is undefeated. And this is a 45-year-old man dropping back, throwing passes, and playing a violent sport in football. Yes, we know quarterbacks don't get hit often, but still, for a 45-year-old man to be out there, I can't wait to see him week in and week out to just see how his body is able to you know withhold all the hits and all the punishment from not only games but even sometimes in practices uh so that's who i'm interested in the nfc and of course the la rams uh, defending their super bowl title so i gave you uh, almost half of the nfl teams but <laughs> i'm just really excited about this nfl season coming up <laughs> Tyler, your excitement just runs through and through obviously it's so hard for you to pick <laughs> So hard for you to pick one. I gave you gave you the floor and you took it and ran with it. With, with your excitement <laughs> coming out, man. And um, you know, for me, I think uh, you know I'm excited to see. I guess I'll, I'll keep it to one team, and um, I'm excited to see what the Miami. I Dolphins knew you were going to say that. I I'm knew excited, you were going to say I'm that. Excited to see what Tyreek Hill is going to do in Miami, man. It's a, it's another step in his career, um, and definitely in the next step. 
hopefully that Tua Tungo makes us a quarterback with him and stuff. Uh, we can talk about how Tua got cooked on social media this week, unfortunately, <laughs> with, uh, with that video of the throw that kind of happened. Um, I, I, I'm not going to lie. I was speechless. Uh, I didn't know what to say, man. I just, uh, it just, uh, you know, everything that the Dolphins um, have going against them from a national perspective in regards to Tua as a passer and, um, you know, what it's going to look like with Tyreek Hill and, you know, post a video of an underthrown pass on social media on a, on a Tuesday or Wednesday night. And now, um, you know, that doesn't quiet anything at all whatsoever. Why would the um, social media manager who runs the Dolphins social media account okay that tweet? Maybe they didn't know it was a bad throw. But for the football aficionados, anybody who analyzes football, or you could even be a casual fan, you could know that was not a good throw. Yeah. And then even if you're a casual fan, you know, maybe you're not taking things into consideration. Like, all right, well, you know, it's a practice throw. Nobody's got pads on. Terry Kill's not even, like, running hard. Uh, you know, it's probably a play just to end the drill or something like that. Um, and even when you come down to it, too, it's just um, also kind of frustrating. Like, you know, what? You know, why, why would you post that? You know, but there are only better throws to post. Thursday night schedule dropping, man. Uh, and we got a couple of Christmas games coming up here too, Tyler. So we got the, uh, we got, let me, let me uh, look this up here. So we got the Packers in Miami to face the Dolphins on Christmas Day to start it off. Uh, the Broncos at the Rams afternoon game on Christmas Day. And uh, Christmas Day is going to wrap up with the Bucks at the Arizona Cardinals. Um, shout out to the NFL for, you know, kind of going head to head with the NBA here, Tyler. Um, you know, this is the first year in a while where Christmas is falling on a Sunday. Um, so the NFL has to have some games on TV. You know, they can't have no Sundays with no games, but also I still expect <laughs> the NBA to come through with their five game, you know, five game slate like they always do. Um, and I think people will always, you know, kind of pick their sport and pick and choose which ones they want to watch. I know I'll be watching and flipping the channels on both, both sports come Christmas Day. It is a bold move for the NFL to go up against LeBron James. I, I will just say that. <laughs> but fo- so football, football <laughs> is king. And, man, I'm, I might have to be at that Bucks cardinals game. That seems like a very juicy matchup. I know my family might, uh, want not, not, might not want to hear that, but I might have to go to that game. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm going to be going to that Packers-Dolphins game because it's right in my backyard. No problem. You know what I'm saying? Don't got to travel far on Christmas weekend. Um, so, uh, you'll see. We're waiting on Jared Bell, but something's popped up, so he's going to be working on that. Jared Bell, man, always always, a, always a newsbreaker here in our industry. So, let, let, me, let me ask you this question. Which week one game do you want to see the most? All right. So, let, I have the week one schedule here popped up, and I'll kind of run it down for everybody. Um, the season's going to open with the Bills and Rams on Thursday Night Football on September 8th and uh, September 11th is the first Sunday of the year um, and we got a whole bunch of games so it's uh, Saints at the Falcons 49ers at the Bears Steelers at the Bengals that could be a good one mm-hmm. uh, Eagles at Detroit ain't nobody watching that uh, <laughs> Patriots Patriots at Dolphins Them, those two teams have been meeting early on the season last couple of years uh, we got the Ravens at the Jets. Oh, poor Jets going to get a 40-point beatdown to start the game, to start the season. Uh, Jacksonville at Washington. Uh, Browns at Carolina. 
Colts at Texans. That could be a sneaky good game. Uh, Giants at Tennessee. Packers at Vikings. I saw those two game, two teams play last season in Minnesota, um, and it was probably one of the best games of the year with uh, both of them trading blows uh, at the end of the game. Uh, we got Chiefs at Cardinals, Raiders at Chargers. Ooh, that's a good one. Uh, Bucks at Cowboys, Sunday Night Football to start the season. And Broncos at Seahawks. Well, obviously, Tyler, I think that that's those are three really good games that I mentioned at the end there. Just with the Raiders at the Chargers, you got the, you know, AFC West, you got uh, Tom Brady making, you know, what could be the first start in his final season against the Cowboys on Sunday Night Football. And then Russell Wilson goes back to Seattle week one. Let's just rip the Band-Aid right off on that one. Um, that's probably the week one matchup I'm most excited to see. My phone broke. Tyler, you my phone broke up. You got, you got too many things streaming. I, I probably have too, too many, many things, things streaming. streaming so, what, which game? Which Tyler, game did you Tyler, pick? Tyler, you turned up over there. You got the you got the heat and sixers on. You got the NFL schedule on, and your Wi-Fi is going on. This is the second time, <laughs> Tyler. What's going on, man? I have too many things streaming. I might have to turn off the heat game because I mean the heat are probably going to lose tonight anyways. Oh, yeah that that was that was a subtle shot at you. We didn't. We didn't need to have that. <laughs> um, I was saying my favorite, my favorite week one game is probably is probably Russell Wilson going back to Seattle already on Monday Night Football. Okay, um, but it's got a yeah, guy. We got a great slate. Raiders at Chargers, so let's get a week one AFC West matchup in there. Um, like the Chiefs at Arizona, that should be fun. And uh, Tom Brady's last season kicking off against the Dallas Cowboys, man. Yeah, Sunday Night Football. Okay. Those are three really good games right there. So since you pick three, I get to pick three, too. And Oh, you was going to pick three. <laughs> Probably, I, I, I have to say. So Buffalo at Los Angeles Rams, definitely. I mean, that's that might be the game of the week. Obviously, the Rams get to, you know, have their banner up at SoFi Stadium. But that could be a Super Bowl preview. Uh, this year, right off the, out the gate, week one. Um, what the other games? I do like Tom Brady going up against the Dallas Cowboys at AT and T Stadium in Dallas. Another prime time matchup, Sunday Night Football. That is going to be a really good game. It was the same game uh, that kicked off the season last year too. So it'll be interesting to see how those team two teams fare. And then a game I'll probably be at, Las Vegas Raiders versus L.A. Chargers. I cannot wait to see how Devontae Adams and Derek Carr perform as teammates. They set records at Fresno State. And then see how this new-look Chargers team performs with J.C. Jackson and Khalil Mack. J.C. Jackson comes right out, and he's going to have to guard uh, Devontae Adams. So that's going to be a really good, exciting matchup at SoFi Stadium. Two games at SoFi Stadium in, uh, in a matter of a few days, so that's good, too. Man, poor J.C. Jackson is going to get cooked by Devontae Adams. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, I, I know J.C. Jackson is ready. Based on his uh, introductory press conference, he is ready for whoever he goes up against. <laughs> I hope so. He's going to have to. He's going to see Devontae Adams twice a year. Um, who else is going to see? He's going to have to probably don't you know, have to see Tyree kill too much anymore. One time yeah, when they played a Dolphin, he'll still have to. Uh, he'll still have to, you know, kind of check Travis Kelsey every now and then. Um, and then the Broncos receivers uh, as well. 
that that's a that's a whole nother story. I mean, do we want to talk about Broncos receivers right now? Uh, definitely not. Definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> definitely not. Do we want to go down that rabbit hole? With, with the news coming out today, for sure. Um, Tyler, real quick, let's 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 talk a little Tom Brady right quick. And I know, um, you know, I I feel like this is going to be his last season, and I think the NFL, um, you know, the the contract that he signed with Fox Sports, ten year deal, three hundred seventy five million dollars. Um, you know, to, to call games when his career is over. You know, the joke is the running joke was, all right, well, Tom Brady's going to start that in 2035 or, you know, <laughs> <start in> 2042. <laughs> but I think, I think Tom Brady's closer to retirement than we think. And I think, uh, you know, this, this, this season coming up is probably going to be his last. All I know, can we get some of that money? $375 million. <laughs> to be in our profession and he's never done it before, man, I think, can I get one fourth of that? Stop it, please. Yeah, right. Can I get a dollar? Just a dollar, please. Don't take anything, you know? But uh, look, when you, when you look at these TV contracts, Tyler, obviously the money is just incredible. You know, Tom Brady's going to make $37 million a year and, and who knows, in that 10-year span, he's likely probably going to, you know, re-sign another deal or, or get restructured, you know? Um, TV money is kind of where it's at. That's why you kind of see, you know, people like Drew Brees, you know, get into the mix and, and calling games on Sunday night or, or, you know, he's in the Sunday night booth for the uh, pregame and halftime shows. Um, and this is why, you know, Joe Buck and Troy Aikman left Fox to join ESPN. Um, this is why Thursday Night Football is going all in with Amazon and they're doing, you know, a bunch of things there too. So this is definitely where the money is going, Tyler. We need to stop, you know, getting on spaces. We got to get on camera, man, and start calling some games. So you think this is going to be Tom Brady's last season? You're going on record to say that before mm. the season starts. Yeah, I'll say that. Okay. I'll say okay. that. I'm not, I'm not scared to say that. Why would, why would one be scared to say that? I think Tom Brady already has one foot kind of out the door. Um, but, you know, we had spoke about this on the football podcast. That's our podcast brought to you by USA Today Sports Plus. Um, you know, it felt like Tom Brady maybe rushed the retirement decision at the end of last season. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he went over to England and he watched me and you play a game and he saw, um, or excuse me, producer Emily, do I have that right? Is that man you? He saw Cristiano Ronaldo play and, um, Ronaldo scored three goals in that game. So had a hat trick and, uh, he saw Ronaldo at 37, still at the height of his game, at the height of his sport. Stand, sitting in the stands and Tom Brady was like, you know what? I, I kind of want to have that feeling one more time, one more season. Um, you know, last season didn't end the way they wanted it to losing to the, uh, losing to the Rams at home in the playoffs. Um, still Tom Brady brought the, brought the Bucks back. Um, and their defense brought the Bucks back and almost got the Rams slipping there late at the end there. But I still think Tom Brady feels like, you know, he wants to play one more year. And I, I so he'll be done after next season. So Cristiano Ronaldo and Man U convinced Tom Brady to come back. Is that what you're trying to tell me, Safa? That's what I'm trying to tell you, Tyler. I think Tom Brady saw Ronaldo score three goals and the crowd go crazy for him. And Tom Brady was like, man, am I ready to give this up? Am I really ready to give this up? And I think that really swayed him to, uh, to, to, to say, you know, I want to play football and I want to continue playing football, at least for one more season. 
Okay. Mind you, producer Emily is ecstatic that we're talking about soccer right now, by the way, behind the scenes. I see you, producer Emily. <laughs> but I, let me see. Um, I do, I do have to agree with you that this is probably Tom Brady's last year. I mean, he turns 45 August 3rd. I just had to look at it. I didn't know exactly when he turned 45, but I knew it was before the start of the NFL season. And for that guy to go out there, I mean, football is not a contact sport. It is a collision sport. And we all know quarterbacks that all the rules cater to them. They aren't getting that pounding week in and week out. But for him to go out there at that age, it's just unprecedented and it's remarkable in itself. So I do think after this season, he'll probably call it quits. Um, do I believe he's going to go out on top the way he wants to? That's his goal. Probably not. I do think, um, you know, you have a team like the Rams in the NFC. And there's some, uh, the Packers, they're going to have their hands full in the NFC. So I don't believe he, he will be able to go out on top the way he wants to. And it's going to be probably an ending that he doesn't want to uh, see. What do you think, Safa? This is a way too early prediction. Well, hold on. We just got, we just got a major, major guest just pop in the door here. And, uh, I'm waiting for, uh, Jared Bell to accept his, uh, invite to speak here, but, uh, when Jared Bell is knocking on the door, he's about to keep the thing in, Tyler. We Award-winning Jared Bell. We, we got to let him in. Hey, guys. Oh, Jared is in the building. Yeah, yeah. You know, some of us old school folk, man. We got to figure this stuff out. <laughs> I, I needed some kind of dress rehearsal or something. But it's cool to join you guys. This is the first time I've, I've done this. So... Welcome. Yes. Well, welcome. We love we love this space, Jared. You know, you get to talk to a couple fans, you know, kind of give your opinions, let it be kind of a little bit of open format, you know, and nothing's too nothing's too crazy here um, in, in regards to what you say or how far it kind of goes. You know, nobody's really going to take what Jared Bell and Savadine and Tyler Dragon have to say and post on USA Today, hopefully, hopefully. <laughs> You know, we can't bury the, hold on. Yeah, yeah, good, good. I said we can't bury the lead, Sop. Congratulations right now, Jared, on being named the Bill Nunn Memorial, on having the Bill Nunn Memorial Award named to you for this season coming up by the Pro Football uh, Writers Association. Congratulations, Jared. Uh, you know, you and I, uh, I love coming and, and talking to you every time me and you are in the same vicinity, no matter what event we're at. Um, so much wisdom, so much knowledge. Um, somebody who's covered the NFL through and through all the ups and downs um, and never been shy to leave a criticism as well along the way. Um, so congratulations. I'm happy to see you honored in this fashion, Jared. Oh, Safin, I appreciate this, the sentiments, man. Um, you know, when you do this thing for as long as I've done it, um, yeah, some people are going to recognize <laughs> certain things. Um, so... <laughs> Hey, I'll I'll start with with uh, rolling with the punches and you know surviving and staying in this this game for a while and seeing really the NFL just evolve to the point that hey we're having a you know a Twitter chat on the schedule. I mean it's pretty incredible how the NFL kind of stays in the, the the minds of the fans and on the landscape um, almost year round. So here's another example of that but all that to say hey thank you for the for the kind words of course of course tyler jared broke 
news about the opener, the Bills at the Rams. Uh, it's opening season in L.A. on Thursday Night Football. Um, Jared, tell me about your excitement for that game. I know Tyler is really, really excited about getting to go see Josh Allen and, and back in SoFi Stadium where the season ended last year. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, Buffalo, you think about how it happened. It went down in that AFC divisional playoff at Kansas City. And, um, you know, it, it forced the NFL to change the rule. It's like, okay, in overtime, every, everybody gets a possession. And so, uh, you know, Josh Allen has been one of the emerging stars in the NFL for a couple years now. I mean, he, he was better last year than he was the year before, and he was pretty good the year before. Versus, So he has been just a rising star. And this will be a great measuring stick for Buffalo, as if just being in the AFC isn't enough of a measuring stick, right? But um, I think it's going to be a great treat, a, a great treat for an, a, an opening game showcase because, of course, the Rams being at home at SoFi uh, where they won the Super Bowl, um, they need no introduction. <laughs> and then Buffalo is that team that everyone wants to see will they get over the hump and. That's going to be a, it's going to be a, an incredible story throughout the season in the AFC to see who's hot, who's you know jockeying for what position to get the number one seed and all of that. And Buffalo will be right there again, I suspect, in that mix. So let me, let me ask you a question first. Congratulations again, Jared. I know I congratulated you before, but I wanted to make sure I did it again. Thank um, you. Is it? How hard is it for a team to repeat as a Super Bowl champion? You know, the, the Rams, they, you know, stockpiled their team and they were built to go to the Super Bowl last year. But with all the pressure on them this year, do you think it's even harder for them to repeat? I mean, you know, it's going to be, it's a new season. So it's going to be harder for them to duplicate exactly what they did last year, but that doesn't mean you can't repeat. You just might have to do it a different way. I mean, you won't have Von Miller, right? But you'll have Bobby Wagner. Um, you know, who gets hurt? We'll see. The fact that they've got Matthew Stafford um, for a second year at quarterback, I think, is, you know, tremendous for them because they brought him in as, you know, maybe the missing piece and he turned out to be that guy. Um, but, you know, you look back at how last season went down for them, I mean, you know, Tampa Bay, if, if Antonio Brown doesn't have his meltdown, I mean, and we can all go if, but, <laughs> but uh, that's the thing. That's the beauty, beauty of it all, too. You can talk about, well, if this happened, that happened. So it, it gets to be that close. And that's why you haven't had a repeat champion in the NFL since, what, 2005 in the Patriots when they won back-to-back mm-hmm. -back Super Bowls. And it's not because teams are not good enough to repeat. It's because the there's such a fine line between getting over the humps and getting the breaks at the right time and and finding your momentum. So you know they're gonna be uh what, three or four teams that you can look at right now and say, okay, maybe it's the Packers with Aaron Rodgers or, you know, Tom Brady again and the Rams. I mean you can look at some teams, then there'll be some teams that will take a step up. I mean, will will the Cardinals, you know, put it together for like <laughs> for four months, or would they just crash and burn after two months, right? You know, so mm -hmm. these things. And like I say, in the AFC, you got, you know, eight teams you can think about. So that's why it's so hard to repeat, because you've got 
teams that are going to be in the hunt. Now, will they be put it all together at the right time? Uh, you know, remains to be seen. That's why the NFL is, is you know, such a, a you know, a, a dramatic series, if you will, throughout the season. And you were the pool reporter for the Super Bowl, and I know you covered the Rams. So I want to ask you this question. I know you've interviewed Les Snead uh, a few times. What is your opinion on how he builds a team? They haven't had a first-round pick since 2016 in Jared Goff, and they're not slated to have another one until 2024. Do you think that that's a good way to build a team? I mean, the proof is in the pudding. They won a Super Bowl, but is that sustainable? It is if you keep doing it, right? You keep kicking the can down the road and you get the star players, your nucleus players. Um, one of the things that, that Sean McVay listened to me um, during Super Bowl week, we were talking about um, just the whole team building the thing. And it was kind of like, you know, there's only like four players left from when, when we got here and half the coaches are gone. So in the NFL, it's a continual, it's almost like college football. Um, in terms of the talent turnover from year to year. So obviously if you're the Rams, yeah, you want to keep Aaron Donald and now you want to keep, you know, Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup and, and that sort of thing. But I think that the the thing that has to make it work for you to be able to do it like the Rams have done it is that you have to be strong in your personnel and scouting in order to hit on a lot of players in those middle and later rounds of the draft, especially middle rounds of the draft. You can get good football players, right? So if you've mm-hmm. got a fourth-round pick and a fifth-round pick and he's starting in two or three years, that's a good deal. And so the Rams have been very good at that on top of, you know, getting, you know, players as free agents and trades and all of these other aggressive moves. So knowing them the way I know them and seeing Les Snead operate, I think that they would continue to do that because – you look at it, you say, okay, well, what do we need to do to try to win the Super Bowl this year? Okay, mm-hmm. and we'll worry about next year, next year, right? Yeah. And I think that's kind of been their approach. And they get it from Stan Kroenke. I mean, he had the, the owner, he had to sign off on all this, and I've talked to him about it too. And, you know, they say that it's a unique model that they can use. Now, every team in the league can't do that, right? Um, and the Rams built a lot before they got to this point with their draft and like I said, you know, we're getting quality players at different points of the draft. So they had something to work with. But, you know, I I I think we've seen some copycat um ramifications really. You know, you look at, you know, some of the big trades and the, the moves we've had in the offseason, I think some of that has to do with the way the Rams were like, okay, we're all in, you know, for now. So, so I wanna ask both of you this to this question too. Now, speaking of the Super Bowl, the Bengals obviously were in there and I feel like a lot of people are overlooking them entering this season. A lot of people think, you know, they were kind of overrated or they snuck up on a, on a lot of teams. What do you guys think about the Bengals entering this season? They kind of built their team different than right. the Rams. I mean, they relied on a lot of draft picks and they hit on a lot of draft picks. The Joe Burrows, the Jamar Chases, the T. Higgins, the Jesse Bates. They drafted all of them. So what do you think about their chances and repeating and going back to the Super Bowl? I'll go first, JB, and I would say yeah. it's really, you know, it, it's it's tough for, you know, what the Bengals are trying to accomplish this season coming up, trying to go back to the Super Bowl. I mean, look, uh, you know, Joe Burrow after that game and a bunch of Bengals players after that game are saying, 
you know, we'll be back, we'll be back. And um, JB could tell you Dan Marino felt the same thing and, and never did go back. Um, you know, it's so tough. It's so tough to kind of get there. And the Bengals just really got hot at the right time of the season, too. I mean, their their first win over the Chiefs in Cincinnati, to me, was a real turning point for them. I think they realized they could be, you know, the team that was at the top of the mountain for them in, in the AFC. And then come playoff time, not only did they, you know, they squeak past the Raiders and, and squeak past the Titans, um, but still two good games that they won. And, and for them to go and beat the Chiefs um, in Kansas City in overtime when they didn't get the ball first, for their defense to pick up Patrick Mahomes in overtime um, and, and for, for their kicker to kick them into the Super Bowl, um, it was an incredible feat by them, um, you know, just to reach the Super Bowl last season, especially in, you know, what was this, year two, year three for Burrow, year year one for, for Jamar Chase, year two for T. Higgins. So I think the, the future is definitely really bright in Cincinnati and they're going to have a target on their backs for sure. But, um, you know, they did what they needed to do this offseason. They didn't go get any sexy players like all the other teams did. They needed to really build their O-line, and that's what they did. And you're hoping, and at least I'm sure Joe Burrow's hoping as well, that the O-line can keep him off his back a little bit more than it did last season. Yeah, yeah, all great, excellent points, Safed. I, I agree totally with, with everything you said. And, and we'll just add that, you know, we were talking a, a few minutes ago about how tough it is to repeat as a Super Bowl champ. Well, history has shown that it's even tougher to get back after you lose a Super Bowl, because so often teams that lose the Super Bowl don't even make the playoffs the next year. Right? And so why is that? I mean, I've written about it a couple times over the years. And, you know, people talk about the disappointment of being a, a of being in a Super Bowl and then losing it is just so much more deflating than anything else that, you know, that they, that they deal with <laughs> from, from, you know, from a team standpoint and all of that. So, there have been teams that have gotten back after, well, not many, but there have been teams that have had um, strong seasons and competitive seasons after losing the Super Bowl. But I think the real issue, in addition to what Safford said about there, being a, there, there will be a target on the back, and we know they're going to be good. Um, they're going to be a, you know, a tough out whenever you play them, whoever, whatever week, right? But uh, the AFC, man, with so many teams that you can make a case for if not to go to the Super Bowl but to be a legitimate contender um that's what's going to be the, the the tough thing for the Bengals okay um so you know you start with Buffalo and then you talk about you know the Chargers and you talk about the Titans and 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 you just go around the AFC and say okay where's there a sure thing Baltimore I mean, I, I, I missed on them a second. And we know Baltimore has, you know, such tremendous injury problems last year, not to make an excuse because everybody's got them. And Cincinnati handled them like crazy last year. Um, but what are we going to see from the Ravens this year? Um, we could be sitting here talking about them um, in a few months as being, you know, another team that are really you know, poised to make a serious run. So there's that, that competition in the AFC that I think is going to, um, you know, to just really be part of that whole challenge. JB, while we got you on here, man, and, and thank you for everybody that's tuning in with us on Twitter Spaces on a Thursday night. The NFL dropped a new schedule like it's hot tonight. And um, I wanted to talk to you about two really great predictions that Tyler had on It's a Football Podcast, our podcast that we do with USA Today Sports Plus. Uh-oh. Tyler, get ready to do 
Get ready to defend yourself, Tyler. So <laughs> okay, we got we got two predictions, JB. We got we got uh the Ravens are going to take over the Bengals in the AFC North. Bengals are going to be a wild card berth, is what Tyler's saying. That's the first one, mm-hmm. and the second one is so absurd, Tyler. You're going to have to repeat it yourself. I I can't believe you have to <laughs> say this. I don't think it's absurd, quite honestly, JB. <laughs> I said the Chargers would win the AFC West. That was my second bold prediction. Oh, I know the Chiefs have won six straight times that division, right. but I think the Chargers have the talent to overtake the Chiefs this year in AFC. West. I think I think Tyler lost his mind, JB. <laughs> no, 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 not really. No, he didn't. He did. Hall of Famer <laughs> JB agrees with me. That's all I have to say. <laughs> oh, wait, 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 wait. I, I, I think that's a, I think that's a good limb to go on if you gotta say, okay, who's gonna knock off the Chiefs. And you think about how these two teams have matched up against each other over you know, the past couple of years. And, um, you know, Kansas City's got the best of them, but it's been like, it, go either, yeah, it could go either way. And if the coach doesn't go from forward on fourth down like six times and makes it like twice or whatever, one of the games last year, you know, maybe it's a different thing. And then I think the real big factor in all of this is Tyreek Hill, okay? So for all of the greatness of Kansas City's offense, and you know that they'll be back and they'll have a you know a lot of productivity still. You got Mahomes and Kelsey. And um, you take Tyreek Hill out of that equation, and it's a big unknown. And like I said, they, they're going to still be a high-powered offense, and they're going to still be versatile. It can do a lot of things. But, you know, case in point, that playoff game against Buffalo, um, you needed to play. You needed it fast. <laughs> And who gave it to you, right? Tyreek Hill. And and so I don't know if they're going to be able to replace that in the offense. I mean, Miko Hardman is a speed burner, but I don't think he's Tyreek Hill because Tyreek Hill, um, as good as I think McCall Hardman is, Tyreek Hill had this extra nasty dog element to him, right? And so he could make some plays and, you know, all of that. So is that going to be enough? to swing it in the AFC West, it might be. Because I think we know it's going to be doggone competitive, and I wouldn't sleep on the Raiders at all, um, especially now that, that, that carr has got a, a big-time receiver in in uh, Devontae Adams. So, um, yeah, I, I think the Chiefs are ripe to be knocked off their throne. And, and even if, you know, you look at it and you say, okay, six in a row, I mean, you know, I mean the Patriots did what? 10 out of 11 or something, or 18 out of 20. They just a bunch of them in the AFC East. But, um, yeah, I, I don't think that's an absurd prediction. Now, the Ravens overtaking the Bengals, that one, um, I got to see it. And I know Baltimore <laughs> – and the reason why is because, you know, the Bengals just had them so – you know, they just, they just tore them up last year. Now, like I said earlier, the Ravens had a bunch of injury problems. And their offense last year, um, with the injuries in the backfield, put so much pressure on Lamar that he had to carry that running game. And, you know, you remember the year before where they had the three-headed monster at running back and Lamar. And so that you're the number one rushing team and you're able to, you know, your quarterback can run as a luxury. Well, last year, the quarterback had to run as a necessity because they didn't have the necessities they had before. So that is, is something to see whether or not the Ravens recover there. And 
you know, they've been talking about it in Baltimore for a while in terms of, you know, who the wide receivers are going to be, the consistent go-to guys. That still is yet to be, like, really, really established, right, for a while. Um, Hollywood Brown, you know what you had in him, and, you know, he was a big play every now and then, and then he was a big drop every now and then. So, um, yeah, it, I got to see Baltimore to to really believe that they, they're going to have the Bengals number because what has happened with Cincinnati when it comes to matching up against Baltimore and, oh, by the way, matching up against Pittsburgh is that they've got confidence. They know they can beat these guys, right? And and after getting, you know, beat up for so long in that division, now that you got some, you know, some you know, some big-time players, oh, yeah, all of a sudden, yeah, we know we belong on the field and we could take you out. And that's what's going to be interesting, too, when we look at the Bengals, just to kind of see, you know, how all of it flows with their, their chemistry. Hey, they open up against the Steelers uh, in week one, so uh, – That'll be right off the bat. Let's see what happens there. Guys, thanks so much for tuning in to our Twitter spaces on a Thursday night. NFL schedule got dropped like it's hot tonight on a, on a beautiful Thursday night in May as we're getting excited for games that are going to happen in September all the way through the rest of this year. Uh, I'm Sandra Dean, joined by Tyler Dragon. We are NFL insiders with USA Today Sports Plus, and we're hanging out with longtime NFL columnist Jared Bell, also with USA Today Sports uh, Jared and Tyler, we got about 10, 15 minutes left, and I wanted to get JB's thoughts on Tom Brady. We spoke about him earlier this earlier in this case, JB, and I um I think this is going to be Tom Brady's last year. Um, and I think when Fox Sports is going to give him 10 years, $375 million to call some games, um, <laughs> I think that's definitely a good reason to, to decide to move on with your career. Uh, JB, what do you think about that 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 uh, that contract and Tom Brady's new venture and having him line it up, you know, while, you know, before his his what could be his final season? Yeah, and yeah, more and, and more importantly, how can us journalists who aren't twenty year veterans For get real? that type of money? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, Tom Brady, man, you know, never ceases to amaze us, right? Even like this year was gone down before this whole TV thing where you retire and you come back in like 30 days or whatever it was. Um, who does that? Um, <laughs> you know, and, and, and the way Brady did it. So he didn't want to go out like that. And I don't know. I mean, it's going to be easy for a lot of people to think, okay, yep, this is his last year because of what this Sophie just said. I, I think it's his last year. Um, I don't know. I'm not going to say that because it's Tom Brady and, you know, last year, I mean, that was the first time we really talked about is this the end for Tom Brady the way we did, and then he retired and then he unretired, right? So Tom Brady always has that capacity. If he goes out and wins the Super Bowl on the way out, I almost think that that would um, uh, make the odds better that he doesn't come back. I think he's that much of a competitor that he wants to kind of go out on top. I, that's just me uh, speaking. But I definitely know that the way he went out last year wasn't the way he wanted to go out. And so he's always talked about playing to 44, 45, or 45. And I don't even know if he's thrown out 50 yet. But um, I, I would not – I think it's going to be easy. And he knows that people are going to just, you know, think, okay, this is it because I just signed this contract. But um, I don't – that contract, <laughs> it doesn't kick in until – or at least, the, at least the action part doesn't kick in. The money part probably has already. 
But, it, probably it probably doesn't kick in until those retirement papers are officially in, JP. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, <laughs> seeing that it's him, I still wouldn't say unequivocally, oh, yeah, this is it for him. Looks that way, but, you know, it looked like he was going to always be a Patriot, too. Yeah, I would love, uh, you know, for me, I, I would love to see how Tom Brady kind of does on TV. You know, we, we've seen him kind of with uh, Peyton Manning and Eli Manning getting a Manning cast on Monday Night Football. And, um, you know, he just had a really good time with those two guys. You know, they're they're all, all three of them are all friends. They went at it together on the field with Brady and, and, and Peyton going back to, you know, going back and forth on, you know, AFC title games and so many playoff games throughout their careers. And Eli Manning getting the breast of Brady out of those two Super Bowls as well. Um, you know, I'm interested to see how Tom Brady is going to be on a TV and calling games and what he's going to offer. You know, it's going to be like Tony Romo and guessing out plays before they happen. Um, you know, is he better to officer maybe like a studio role instead? Um, it's going to be interesting to see how that kind of all unfolds. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, it's it, it, it's always interesting to see how somebody um, transfers to the booth. Because I remember years ago, like, Joe Montana gave it a shot. And he really wasn't that good. But Joe was, you know, he probably wasn't that guy that that um, really cared about, you know, being good on TV, right? Um, whereas other people, um, you know, they seem to just have a natural gift for it, right? Um, so I think Brady obviously knows enough about the game. Well, obviously knows enough about the game to really just give us so much more insight than we've seen. And that's what the, the beauty has been with Tony Romo is that he's able to express what we don't know and what he knows, right? Uh, I think the whole thing about guessing stuff, it's gotten, gotten a little out of hand with him, but, you know, it works. And, that's it. <laughs> and, and so, yeah, so Brady on the, in the booth, uh, yeah, I think, he'll, I think he'll be good. Tyler, uh, we got a couple minutes left here with JB, 10 minutes left. Uh, any other questions you want to post to us? I, I'd love to take another question so I can get some insight here as well. My phone keeps on breaking up. I have no idea what's wrong with my connection right uh, now, so I'm sorry about that. I barely so heard J the question. So JB, say stop it. JB at Tyler's house right now, he's got the uh, <laughs> network with the schedule coming out. He got, he got Heat Sixers on right now, and the Heat got a real nice lead, 72-59 towards the end of the third quarter. And then he's running the Twitter spaces with us here, JB. So he's all his internet's all over the place. Yeah, I got yeah. I got a lot going on. Yeah, these these, these young kids, man, these days, <laughs> you know, they 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 can work it. Um, it may have something to do with that prediction, though. I, that might. Oh that wow, shots fired. <laughs> that 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 might be one of those unexplained phenomenons, right? That's, well, yeah. that's, that's messing with this stuff. It's like I, Andy Reid. Andy Reid is messing with Tyler Jenner as we. <laughs> I did hear a question though, so I do have a question for both for both of you two. Which non-playoff team in 2021 do you think will make? The playoffs this year. Non-playoff team. Non-playoff team, and it can yeah. be multiple. Yeah, there's going to be multiple. We know that. That kind of happens, <laughs> you know, all the time. That's one of the fascinating, you know, stats in the NFL. Um, you know, I know. I think the, the Steelers are going to be. Well, did the Steelers get? Yeah, well, maybe. The yeah, Steelers made they, the playoffs they, barely. They, yeah, they they just shouldn't have been in the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> you think the Steelers are going to go to the playoffs with Mitch Trubisky at quarterback? That's what I'm saying. I, no, no. I, I didn't finish my thought. 
And then <laughs> okay. I, caught, I, caught, I caught myself saying, oh, yeah, the Steelers did get in the playoffs. I hated the first round of the playoffs. You know, when they expanded the field, as we got just what we were going to get. You know, somebody who barely made the playoffs get blown out, you know, in the first round. So um, let's say that. But I'm interested to see what happens with team down there with you, Safi, the Dolphins, okay? Um, obviously, it's a different deal. I'd feel better about them if Brian Flores was still their coach, and I, that, that would probably be my answer, you know, because they finished so strong. They had so much momentum. Um, so now you add Tyreek Hill to that mix, but you also add, you know, Mike McDaniel to the mix. And I don't know what that's going to mean. Um, so, yeah, yeah, that you got them and you got Indianapolis, right? Um, you, you know, with, with Matt Ryan, uh, Matt Ryan, not Tom Brady, but veteran quarterback going to a team that has a lot of pieces in place um, and a team that has done a lot in terms of, you know, their personnel over the years and, and building it up, right, with Chris Ballard. So I think Indianapolis might be that team as well. Felt so bad for the Colts last season because they were in the playoffs all year long until the last two weeks of the season, really until the last week of the season. Um, you know, before Carson Wentz got COVID and then the reels fell off for them in the last week. Um, so I think Matt Ryan should definitely deliver on that end. Um, as far as the Dolphins, JB, I'm excited to see what happens. I think Mike McDaniel's offense is probably going to be a lot better and a lot more high scoring than what Brian Flores' offense did. And uh, you're hoping Tyreek Hill, at least from a Dolphins perspective, you know, provides that make an ability with, with Jalen Waddle that the Dolphins really have not, you know, really seen in, in, in a really, really long time. You know, we're talking as the Dolphins make the playoffs, it'll be the fourth time they do it in the last 20-some years or so. So wow. we're talking about a team that's never really been in the playoff mix in the last, you know, two decades. Um, I'll answer Tyler's question with a team that he would answer, JB, and, and <laughs> that's, that, that's the Chargers. <laughs> um, that's the Chargers. You know, that's that's poor, right. They didn't make the playoffs. Poor, right? poor Justin Herbert was praying for a tie on the sideline. You know, he was praying for. It. He was like, "Come on, let's tie. Don't kick this field goal, Raiders. Come on." Um, but I think his he's too good of a quarterback, and the Chargers are too good of an offense um, to not make the playoffs last year. And unfortunately, their defense and did not you know deliver on that end. And I think the Chargers definitely have um, you know the weapons. I'm just hoping to see if Keenan Allen can stay healthy and Mike Williams can stay healthy um, and Austin Eckler as well. If those three guys can stay healthy, the Chargers have a really good chance next year. Um, yeah. But, it, you know, as we know, injuries are very unforgiving at times and it's, it's easier said than done. Um, but that's the team Tyler would pick for sure. Yeah. Uh, hold, hold, hold on. I, I, I'm not saying I would or wouldn't pick the Chargers, but right. I forgot about the Baltimore Ravens. I do think the Baltimore Ravens are going to make the playoffs this year. They were depleted uh, last year, but this year they're coming in the season healthy. They got their running backs back. They got their cornerbacks back and Marcus Peters. So I do think they're going to be one of the teams in the AFC playoffs. And then you guys didn't give N NFC predictions. I did notice that. So do you think maybe Chicago Bears? We have uh, Orlando Ledbetter in the building. I mean, do you think the Atlanta Falcons are going to go? Great uh, report out of the AJC. Um, what about, uh, I mean, the Saints? Saints? Yeah, that's the Saints. 
What do y'all think about the I mean, NFC? I know, you didn't, I know you didn't just say the Falcons are going to make the <laughs> I'm just I'm giving sorry. my boy D-Led, D-Led, D-Led a shout-out, man. Could I give my boy D-Led a shout-out? I love D-Led more than anybody, too, man. But I'm sorry, the Falcons, they go through much. Yeah, that's a, that's a negative. A schedule looks like a, a 0-7 start for the Falcons. <laughs> <laughs> So, so if it happens, there's gonna be some history going on. Yeah, yeah, history will be history will be made. <laughs> so no love for the Falcons going to the playoffs? Uh, no, no. no. What are we no. talking about? <laughs> but it's, it's it's interesting too because and D-Land knows like when they got to December this past season with this expanded playoff field, I mean they had a shot, you know. But it, you know, on paper. <laughs> I mean, let me just say that. But that's the weird thing about this whole, you know, NFL puzzle now, these extra spots just really kind of um, enable the possibility of some, some weak teams or not ready for primetime teams to get into the playoffs. Okay, so which NFC teams that didn't reach the postseason will make the playoffs? My prediction is... I think the Minnesota Vikings and the New Orleans Saints. The Saints didn't make playoffs, right? Nope. Yeah, so I think the Vikings and the Saints, those are my two teams. Yeah, I like the Saints, uh, it's, you know, especially, you know, Jameis Winston getting back and, and having a, the, the continuity, um, at, you know, at least with the defensive coaching and, and Pete Carmichael to the offensive coordinator. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I, I'll I'll give you that, but again, that that could also be that that week week eighteen. We just got in. We're happy. We're here. We'll see you next year. <laughs> I really don't know which one to answer here because I just I just feel all these NFC teams are a little weak, man. I know, you know, Dallas is is gonna show up. Um, I'm gonna see what Chicago does. Um, you know, maybe Detroit turns it around. I think the Saints, I like that pick, Tyler. I think, you know, they obviously have that defense, um, you know, that did wonders against the Bucks twice last year. Um, and, and they just struggled so mildly, uh, you know, without a quarterback last season. Um, I don't, I don't, I'm looking at, at all the NFC teams. I mean, maybe the, I don't know, the Eagles did make the playoffs. Uh, you see, it's a stumping question, you know, it's which team is going to make it out of the seven and, and I think, like JB said, you know, we're going to get a team or two that makes it in the NFC mix that, you know, kind of gets blown out or, or handed, you know, a, a bad a bad loss to start the playoffs just because they're kind of a weaker team and in, in, in the mix. Yeah. Hey, but one thing I wonder about too about in the NFC is Dallas and Philadelphia. I mean, have, have the Eagles, which I think they have, they've closed the gap. I'm not saying that they've overtaken Dallas. With their offseason moves and, and and the draft day moves, but um, yeah, I think Philly is going to give Dallas a heck of a run in the NFC East because we know Dallas and Dak Prescott, and we know what to expect from them, and they're better on defense. They were so much better on defense last year, but I'm not ready to just stamp the ticket for the Cowboys in the NFC East. So the NFC East hasn't had a repeat winner since 2003, 2004. And, you know, the Dallas, (laughs) the Cowboys are the heavy favorite favorite entering the season. So that is really intriguing to see how they do as the favorite going into 
uh, this season. But as you said, JB, the Eagles have definitely closed the gap. I really like what they've done this offseason. The question is, what is Jalen Hurts going to do at quarterback? They have given him all the talent around him. Now, is he going to be able to elevate himself and perform like a starting premier NFL quarterback? Because if he does, the Eagles have the talent to win the NFC East. Let's get let's get D-led. D-led, do you have anything to say about the Falcons? Can we give some Falcons fans some love here? Because, I mean, y'all both don't have – none about it. Nobody has them in the playoffs. Can we give them some optimism or something? Um, no. Unless <laughs> 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 you, you believe in Marcus Mariota and you're an Oregon oh. Duck fan and think he's going to have a flashback <laughs> behind a line that gave up 40 sacks. Well, they're going to try to move him around and so forth and cover up the line. Uh, you know, I just haven't seen, uh, you know, they didn't fix their main problems. They keep drafting receivers and linebackers and safeties instead of fixing the offensive and defensive line. So until uh, they fix that, you know, they're not going anywhere uh, in the NFC. You know, that, that train's passed. And, uh, you know, they got to re- they're rebuilding. They have the highest dead cap in the league at $62.5 million. Uh, so they're fighting with their hands behind their back this year. So, uh, you know, it's just not, it's going to be a, uh, Falcons taking a slingshot to a gunfight a lot of times this year. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, Poor Falcons. So that was so worth it. That was so worth it. Let's take one more request. I got a JB. I got to get my boy Tommy in here. He's a big, big time Dolphins fan. I'm sure he's got a Dolphins too. A Tyreek Hill question, real quick. I'm gonna wrap it up here. Uh, I love that we added D-Led in for that comedic moment. That was that was just classic right there. <laughs> Tommy, what's going what's on? What's up, guys? Uh, looks like um, Philly's getting tired, but but the refs are helping out a little bit on that side. But. Um... <laughs> I saw everybody freaking out about that video with Tua, so I guess that pass is going to ruin the season, like the seven interceptions from last camp or something ruined our season. So, you know, these people have got to get that stuff out of their head. But they did release a new one. The guy had to, had to step it up because he was embarrassed after releasing that, that video. And uh, the, the new video, I wish they would never show it. Just don't show that stuff. Don't let nobody see it. <laughs> let them think that Tua's going to suck. I know Tyler got a hate for Tua because he's he's always with the with the. Uh, he does, man. I know, I know. He ain't fooling me. Whoa, Tommy, Tommy. I like Tua, like my Alabama football players. Right. I'm 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 all roll tied through and through. I vote for Alabama every time they're in the national championship <laughs> game. I just think Tua as a quarterback, he leaves a lot to be desired. Okay, well, what they're that. trying, they're working on that, and and I'm I'm very happy with what they're doing. But don't be showing anybody nothing. Just keep it to yourself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Then nobody got to know what you're doing, and and that, and, and, and that's that's the way it's got to go. We're gonna put you like like big old did to Omar. You off the bandwagon, buddy. <laughs> that's funny. We're talking about some. All right, take it easy, uh, guys. You know, to, to his video. Thank you, Tommy. Uh, Dolphins put a video out of uh, Tua under throwing Tyree Hill uh, this week. JB, that's uh, that's been going around. And uh, definitely not helping Tua's case in regards to the you know national thoughts about him and you know having a weaker arm generally and and going to be underthrowing Tyreek Hill and Jay Waddle all season uh, to recap that little situation there. Uh, Tyler, that's the first time I ever said I ever heard you say you like Tua's. That, that's that's news to me. 
<laughs> on break news on the, <laughs> on the Twitter feed. I, I like all players. I'm an equal opportunity employer, equal opportunity reporter. I like all players. I don't hate anybody. <laughs> That's great, man. Real quick, uh, you know, before we wrap this up here, I just wanted to, you know, congratulate JB one more time. Uh, Jared, congrats on a successful career. We're glad you're still rocking and rolling with us at USA Today Sports. Um, congratulations again on your PFWA honor as well. Thank you, man. I appreciate it, man. And hopefully we got, you know, a lot more content to uh to work through man so but yeah thanks a lot i appreciate it uh that was jb he's our longtime nfl columnist for usa today sports and tyler dragon and myself soccer dean we are nfl insiders with usa today sports plus uh if you haven't already guys download usa today sports plus app in your apple store and in your google play and also check out it's a football podcast tyler good luck with your internet tonight man <laughs> yeah, I need it to be on when the Suns play the Dallas Mavericks. So it got it has to work when that game comes on. <laughs> everybody have a good, have a good night, night, everybody. Hey, thank you so much too, man. Everybody have a good night. Thanks for tuning in, guys. It's a football podcast. Find it now on the USA Today Sports Plus app, where the biggest fans fan harder.